When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome, it's that most spooky time of year again, the very most blessed ween! And so I say unto thee, the three most glorious and definitely remembered and not hastily made up five years ago blessings of ween to you all! This year we have a new ween theme, it's ween three, season of the witch! All witches, all the time, and it starts with witch hunt! an extremely weird 1983 game about Salem that is definitely in very good taste and not a game about a horrible tragedy of real-world human rights abuses at all. Blessed be the balls and ween on this hollow month. Wait, how'd that get in there? On System Mastery! Ween. Bad her game is... Ween. She got the moon in her eye. Hey, everybody, welcome back to System Mastery and John. Blessed Ween. A blessed Ween to you and to all. Mm. And to all a good night. And We're to, done. Yep, but thank you so much, Tricker Weens. Because <laughs> we take the Weens. Weens of the treat. Yeah. So, uh,. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I love spooky season. Oh, yeah. It's a good season. Now, I know that you're taking a significant hit to your normal spooky activities this year because we're so busy writing books. Oh, yeah. With all the book writing and con going and I've got family visiting during the month, I have so much shit happening this October that I cannot make my normal Horror-toberfest schedule and uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. And a poor one out for my daily horror movies. I know. And, and, you know, it was getting harder and harder to come up with 31 different horror movies. It year. definitely wasn't. That's true. It was much easier. It might have been harder to come up with theme weeks. Uh, theme weeks that are new? Yes. Yeah. So maybe there's something there. But, you know, it's fine. You can still watch a couple of horror movies. We'll do that for Movie oh, Mastery. I mean, we're definitely going to be watching some horror movies for Movie Mastery. And don't you worry. I'll pick awful Awful movies for Thank you to you. watch. I, w- I was very worried. I don't want you to ever enjoy the genre, so I'll make sure of it. You could pick the best horror movies ever made, and I still wouldn't enjoy the genre very much. That's true. I, I just don't like being spooked. I'm too anxious and nervous. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm I'm just, I'm, I'm okay, thanks. I, I mean, I'll watch them, because that's the job, but I don't like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's even worse if they're bad, because then they're just bad movies, too. Mm. But hey, you want to do a quick uh, Big Bad Con trip report? We just got back from yet another convention, this time for no good reason. Yep. It was just a fun, good times con. A hoot and us. a holler. I don't, if, you, if you didn't go, I don't recommend you look into it. It's selling, it's selling out, and I don't, I don't want to have a hard time. Don't. Yeah, so just, just stay away and leave it for us. It is honestly the single best convention yeah, ever. Yeah, pr- pretty much. It's pretty much the best con. Like, for specifically like rpg gaming Mm -hmm. and gamers i'm just like there's so many good 
indie and small press and like people in the community that I'm just like, yeah, I love this shit. This is great. I see people. I'm like, yes, good work. Yeah. Yeah. And it was nice to go without really any kind of agenda or anything and just be there hanging out amongst the folks. Yep. Just participating in the discourse. It was like we had just gone to New York in the greatest city in the world in that one uh, Hamilton song. Yeah, except now we're going to New York and it'll suck. Yeah, and we're the Schuyler sisters. <laughs> I mean, we are going to New York and it might suck. I don't know. It depends on how terrible it still is in a week and a half. Well, it's still going to be New York in a week and a half, so. I like New York City. I'm fine suck with it, New York. I'm, I'm fine with NYC, but it is currently very underwater. Yeah, well. So we'll we'll see if they can if they're recovered by if, if we even can go because that's our last. That's going to be this year's last work con. If you're if you're we're talking a little bit of housekeeping here for the System Mastery HQ. Uh, we've been doing a lot of cons all year long, doing uh, our 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 game show in promotion of all of our books. And we have one last one this year. It's going to be NYCC, October, I think, 13th and 14th or something like that. Yep. So that's that's the last one. And then we won't have to do this nonsense again until like next February when we have to go back to... Uh, we get to go back. I'm so excited. So to, excited. So excited to Emerald City Comic Con up in Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's what's up with us. Things are going great. We just got back from one of our classic Jeff and John eight-hour fucking road trips. Yep. Where I drive and Jeff... Helps puts the seat back and is like, my tailbone hurts, but don't worry, I'm not tired. And then immediately goes to sleep. Did I fall asleep at some point? <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't think I did. I think maybe the first time. I think you did the first time. Okay. It was, was, like, was it I was quiet for funny, like an hour? It was the very funny one because you were like, I'm going to put my seat back, but don't worry, I'm not tired. And then you got a jacket, put it underneath your head, and then we're very quiet for about an hour. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I put a jacket over my head and I was trying to keep the sun off it because uh. I didn't want a sunburn. But I, I very well might, because I don't remember all of the Central fucking Valley. Yeah, well, you know. I mean, it's hard to remember. I always, there's only like three things I look forward to when we're driving through the Central Valley. And now it's two, because I can't go to In-N-Out anymore. Yep. So now I'm like, I got to see the street that says, street sign that says Button Willow McKittrick. Yes. I got to see the Mile of Cows. Uh-huh. And I think that's it. Yep. And I don't remember seeing the Mile of Cows on the way back. So no. I very well might have napped through it. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> it's. It's fine for me driving because I can pretty much just go into my mind palace and hang out for hours at a time and never have a problem. Yeah, I don't think I fell asleep again. And I definitely both fell asleep and woke up mid-Central Valley. So, Oh, yeah, you you definitely woke up when I opened up a bag of chips very noisily. (laughs) (laughs) You make it sound like I wanted chips. No. I've learned my lesson. I'll never eat a chip again. I opened it very noisily. That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. You, You had your... Your uh, your your most craved of road snacks, those TGI Fridays branded cheddar and bacon potato skin chips. They are the most Moorish snack ever. You're just like, I need to keep eating these. The mouthfeel on this is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we just had a lot of dumbass road trip conversations the way we like to do. Indeed. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to recount any of those here. That's for us. Yep. That's just for me. Yeah. That goes into the old bank. <laughs> so let's talk about uh, Witch Hunt, which I keep wanting to call Salem or that witch game we're reading. Yeah, Witch Hunt is early 80s, 83 game that, man, it starts out and you're like, the people who made this very clearly were like, hey, someone told us that this was a tragedy and we believe them. However, that's boring, so fuck that. Yeah. Because they're like, hey, we know that 
what happened in Salem sucked and a lot of, you know, innocent people were imprisoned or killed. Yeah, 19 deaths. It was absolutely an atrocity. And, you know, we went to like the museums there and talked to a bunch of like curators of things in the town and got all of this information and really delved deep into the history. But also human rights violations are boring, so we made it so there are actually witches because that's cool. Yeah, and then at one very bad idea point midway through the book, it suddenly goes like, it's talking about the real historical figures that were there, and it just offhandedly mentions that one of them was probably a witch, though, guys. Oh, yeah. I was like, and of course, you know, maybe someone will try and do whatever, and you could be this person, and it'll be sad. Of course, this lady was probably actually a witch. And I'm like, you know, even if you were say, a practicing pagan, maybe don't be like, of course, this lady definitely deserved it. Yeah, here it is. Bridget Bishop, who probably was a witch. Great. No, don't. No, maybe don't. That that lady died. <laughs> I mean, they all died. This all happened in like 1692. Well, there is one who's still alive, and she's a witch. Yeah, the, the witch survived, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it, it's... It's an interesting game, not so much just for that, because God damn, is there ever a long history of people taking the whole Salem thing and being like, ha ha, what a fun time. Let's mention witches. Oh, yeah. What I if mean, they drank out of big pumpkin mugs? It's it's the kind of thing where you're like, oh, this is the atrocity where it's OK. Yes. It's, it's like doing an Italian accent. It's never racist. <laughs> doing a game about Salem, it's never a problem. Yeah. You can't make a game about the Holocaust. That was a tragedy. Salem's fine, though. It was only 19 people. It's only 19 people, and they're just silly goofball Puritans. Ugh. They had buckles on their hats. How silly. <laughs> they kept calling each other goody. That's... <laughs> Sarah. Who cares if a few of them get pressed to death? God. Yeah. So, right away, when you see that at the beginning, you're like, all right, all right, I know what I'm in for now. <laughs> Good. Good to know. Yeah, I mean, uh, granted, that's that's the way it's going to be. Like, I didn't expect them to be like, look, this is about actual what was happening at fucking Salem, which is just people accusing each other for land grab purposes or just because of hysteria. So play through that. It's going to suck and be horrifying. I mean, the thing is, this is not anything where I'm like, oh, I'm amazed that they would do this. There is a game based on Salem that's essentially like a hidden role sort of werewolf style game yeah. that came out like a few years ago. Oh no, there's a shitload of this. This has never stopped. This is not an occasion of us being like, wow, things were so different in 1983 when they wrote this shit, aren't, weren't they? The, the, you mean fucking Clarissa's cat is still named Salem. <laughs> well, that's fine. Yeah. I know she's not named Clarissa on that show. Yeah. But... No, Clarissa's cat was named Salem in yeah. Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah. Didn't she have like Weird a, coincidence. Didn't she have like an iguana and not a cat? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Name Spot. Yeah, an iguana named Spot. But given that I have once again, which forgotten... was short for a spot of blood on the ground from where we hanged a witch. <laughs> given that I have once again forgotten the name of of the witch from the witch show that that Clarissa was in. Yeah, Sabrina explains it all. I could remember Melissa Joan Hart. I could remember Clarissa. I could not get to Sabrina. That's fine. That's okay. Everything's fine. Um, but yeah, it's just it's always been open season. Salem is just. Fine. I mean, there's a difference between like, I'm going to reference Salem because it is a reference to witches and let's have a fun time trying to murder people, which is the actual game here. Yeah, but then also, I'm pretty sure, I mean, I don't think it specifically says Salem. I think it just says a uh, very Salem-like New England town for the beginning of The Witch, which came out just a couple of years ago. Oh, The Vavitch. The Vavitch. 
And then I think the same thing for WandaVision, which was like, uh, yeah, Agatha Harkness is from Salem adjacent places. All right. <laughs> She's, She's from <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> She's from some lamb, Massachusetts. And, and, and it's, it's just okay. Everything's fine. So in this game, you play as either a witch or a magistrate. Yeah, that's your only option. You are a witch or a magistrate. Yes, and, and a magistrate is just someone who is not a witch and would like to capture witches. Yep. Uh, so you can, and it's gender blind. You can be a male witch, you can be a female magistrate. Yep. Um, Which, as well, fun note in there, this game is like, oh, when you're creating a character and it gets to gender, it's like, you will play as whatever gender you are. And I'm like, all right, that's kind of weird, but also nowadays, very fun. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, oh, I'm gender fluid. They're like, well, you're obviously a gender fluid magistrate and everyone is okay with that yep. in Salem. It causes no problems whatsoever. <laughs> no one will care. <laughs> Hello, I'm Goody, Goody Smith. I'm a demi boy. <laughs> yes, of course. of course. As we all are English. <laughs> <laughs> and a good day to you. <laughs> So, so yeah, definitely maintain that rule to this day. When, Love when, that. When gender has, has opened up to fascinating new expressions. Uh, the game is, in addition to being either you are a witch or a magistrate, it is also super weird in that... In playstyle? I mean, one, the GM in this is called the Town Crier. Uh-huh. And it's not just a name. The GM plays the literal, actual town crier of the town of Salem and is a person in the town. Unless they happen to be a distaff member of the fairer sex, in which case they play as the town gossip. Yes. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> hey, crying is a man's job. That's one thing you learn in sixteen. And if you're gender fluid, then you'll go back and forth during the uh, game. Y- you switch between them, yeah. <laughs> the And also you could be the town demi-crier. <laughs> which is rad. Uh, the, uh, the town crier though is like not only someone that like is a person that you can in character go talk to in game, but also is like a referee for what's going on because it, you can play it as a straight up like, oh, everybody's a witch. We're all on the same team trying to do a thing, or everybody's a magister, we're trying to suss out where the witches are. Yeah. But you can play it as a PvP team game where some of your players are witches and some of them are magistrates. Now, you may be thinking, right upon hearing that, hold on, that's impossible, because everyone's sitting at the table. The moment someone goes like, yes, I will attempt to cast a spell, one of the magistrates can be like, yeah, I I, I can't metagame, obviously. That would be, that'd be bad form, but... I'm going to go investigate what Goody miscast just cast a spell is doing. Yeah. You know, just for no reason at all. I'm going to bring him a fresh buckleberry pie made with buckles. <laughs> yeah, it is It is one of those things where when you first see it, you're just like, oh, that's weird. Because obviously you assume everyone's going to sit down and you'll have your character sheet in front of you and being like, well, I'm, you know, Johnson Brownson and <laughs> I'm playing as a magister. And I'm and- Jean-Luc Diego Papist. <laughs> I'm a witch. (laughs) And both of them are then distinctly immediately going like, all right, I'm going to go bring that person in as a witch. And the other person going, I'm immediately going to person that or curse that person. So they die. Yeah. But it is then 
also a weird hidden role game so that each team is either sitting at separate tables yes. so that you can kind of confer with each other and then like the GM will walk back and forth between the tables to try and do things or all note giving where it even mentions in there we're like, oh, if someone's trying to do a spell or something and needs to roll their dice in order to obfuscate who the person is that's doing that, the GM may just randomly go like, all right, everyone at the table, I would like everybody to roll percentile dice yes. because this is percentile based. Yes. So the fact that you can do a team PVP game in this is so weird to me. It gets, yeah, I mean, the version I kept reading in my head, I'm not sure if, it, if it's backed up by the game rules, but I think it is, is it's not even like note passing. It's it's a hidden character game in that you're playing as a witch and everyone at the table knows you're playing a witch, even if they're a magistrate, but they don't know what character is yours. Yes, because that's why you have to pass notes. Because if yeah. you go like, oh, I would like to, I don't know, scratch whoever on the head and do like a nail curse, uh -huh. then if someone's like, oh, and you see this person do it, you're like, I know who you are. I know what I know who you're playing. Yeah. So you have to be like, I pass a note that says I would like to do a thing. And then they'll say, like, later on, oh, this person does whatever if you see that. And then you have to try and guess, all right, was that the note they passed? But everyone's passing a million notes all the time. I mean, it's just a wild concept that, they, I mean, not a bad one. I've just never seen this before that outside of Werewolf and games like it, where everyone is sitting down to play the same game and you genuinely have no idea what character the other people at the table are playing. Oh, and it's and it's weird because normally in something like Werewolf, you're like, oh, I don't know what role you're playing. Whereas here, everyone's like, I know you're a magistrate or I know you're a, a witch, but I have no idea who in town you are. Yes. So you're just like, I know I want to get you, the player, yeah. but I have no idea what character you are. And I'm in a village of like however many hundreds of people and I got to be like, Right, who the fuck are you? Who? And that's why they have mechanics in this to be like, oh, the magistrates can go, uh, I'm going to make it a prayer and fasting day. Everyone has to come to church. So you might be able to catch a witch out and be like, ooh, who didn't show up to church today? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty fascinating play structure. Uh, I Certainly one I have not seen replicated as far as I'm aware yet. Yeah. I mean, it does end up making the game... Like it, it veers fairly hard towards more board yes. game ish. Yeah. Than role playing, given that you can't really role play at a PvP table because the second you begin playing the role, everyone knows who you are. Yeah. You can role play all you want because the game can be played with everybody on the same team. Yes. You'd be like, oh, we're witches, and our, and our goal here is to curse the magistrate of the town and drive all the, the people mad before they be, realize what's happening to we them. We are here to destroy Christianity. Yeah. You got to do all this stuff and covertly still, though, because otherwise they summon the militia. Yeah, the... I mean, it makes it so that I'm like, I feel like you would get more out of the separate table version of this, because then at least you could role play with the other people on your team. Yeah. Like if you wanted to meet in secret or you could talk about what you were doing yeah, and you would have meetings. Yeah. You could have fun times with the other people, but if you're just sitting at a table passing notes, I'm like, you're going to be 
deadly silent outside of the occasional out-of-character jokes yes. you make, yeah. and then everything else is just adjudicated by one person. Yeah, I'm still trying to figure out how the hell to run this as a con game for the off chance that we have to run it at Gen Con when we do the random game every year. <laughs> I mean, get two tables, I guess. It's two tables, and each one of us... What we have to do is sign up for two tables, put in the notes, please put us in either adjacent or the same room, and each one of us runs one of the tables. Ugh. And then we have to go back and forth and give notes to each other. I mean, that or we just run it as everybody's witches or everybody's magistrates. That's also true. That, that, I mean, obviously, I, I would like run not... everybody's witches because I do want to destroy Christianity. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> I just I just feel like that's not putting the game through its full bullshit, batshit paces. Yes. Which is what you really want to do when you do those those annual Gen Con run a random game we reviewed situations. Yes. So anyway, the uh, game has shockingly 10 stats. Oh, yeah. It's and way too many stats. Half of them mostly don't matter because half of your stats are your physical stats. Yes. And for, I think, basically one of them matters, which is constitution, because that's your hit points. Yeah. And you're only really going to care a lot about that if you're a magistrate, because if a witch curses you and you have a low constitution, you will die much faster because you'll run out of hit points sooner. Yes, absolutely. But... For everything else, you're like, oh, I've got strength, which I guess if I'm trying to like hold someone down will matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you have strength, constitution, speed, which is important for if you're trying to outrun the magistrates or trying to chase down a witch. Um, you have agility slash dexterity, which weirdly is two stats, even though it counts as one. Uh, because one of those, you know, they're, they're the usual way they break those down. One of them is hand-eye coordination. The other one is like leapiness. <laughs> yes. Uh, or Lee Penis, the my, the character I'm going to be playing in this game. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Good day, Sir <Sarah> Penis. <laughs> and uh, Comeliness. Uh, comeliness is interesting because you really want... Each one of these you roll percentile for, and then there's like five stats you can get based on what your percentile roll is. So, for example, if you're rolling for strength, you can get just four. Uh, nope, five. Puny, weakling, average, strong, or mighty. With most people being average, it's like between 26 and 75% is average. Though even that is mostly just a, this is a classification and not a rule thing, because yeah. it's almost all compare your percentage versus another percentage. Yes, you do write down the percentage. This just gives you kind of a, a, an idea. Uh, each one of them is mostly a joke, and a lot of those jokes just don't make any sense. So, you know, for example, puny is let someone else do the heavy work. Great. But then the one right above it is weakling, which is let needs help with everything physical. And you're like, okay, probably could have probably figured that out a little better. But comeliness is interesting because... You're either too ugly or too hot to oh, yeah. not comeliness, be a witch. Comeliness in Witch Hunt is just detrimental and at best neutral. If you are a a fine, plain-looking woman, mm -hmm. then you're the best off you can be. If you are ugly or hot, everyone in town is like, "Oh, you're you're a witch because you're you're too hot to be a normal person, or you're too ugly to be a normal person." Yes. Now it's worse to be ugly than hot. Um, there, it's like a 5% difference in the chance, because there's a fucking chance per day of random accusations from just the town that you're a witch and you get like a plus 10% to that chance to get be accused of something if you're, if you're homely, but if you're the most unnecessarily beautiful, then it's only a plus 5% chance. Well, yeah, they have two different ranks of too ugly to be allowed in town and only one rank of too pretty to be in town. Yes. Uh, and then there are five mental stats, but... Two of them primarily apply to magistrates. Two of them primarily apply to witches. One of them is important to everybody, and everyone has all five anyway. Yes. I mean, 
the nice thing is because you're rolling a ton of percentiles, you're like, oh, great. If I'm playing a witch, I'm going to take the two magister mental traits that do literally nothing for you if you are a witch and put my lowest percentiles in there. It's just sort of a, it's, it's a nice little valve for, oh, good. If I rolled shitty a few times, there's at least a couple places I can put that and not screw my character. Yeah. So you're just rolling percentile dice 10 times for these, but... When you're done rolling all those, you do get 30% extra points that you can divide as you see fit amongst your t- your finished stats. Yeah. Um, and also you get bonuses to them if you happen to be high ranking within your coven and or within the local town society. Oh, yeah. There are levels to this. You can get up to basically the fourth rank yeah, in whatever you are. Yeah. You start as a normal person, but then you can become a constable, sheriff, prosecutor, or judge. Or a neophyte, warlock, sorcerer, or priest. Well, you start as a neophyte or a constable. You, oh, you do? You okay. are a level one, whatever. Uh, yeah, you're right, you're right. So, go up three more ranks. Um, the stats there are, I think, Magistrate gives a shit about wit and knowledge. And uh, witches give a shit about wisdom and will. And everyone likes intuition slash premonition. Yeah. Although it works obviously, you know, intuition is a Magistrate's chance to be like, hmm... I don't remember a vegetable garden there. Perhaps perhaps they grow witch roots. Yeah, it's the the weird thing is the premonition one. You're like, oh, you're a witch. Occasionally you'll get premonitions where it's like, oh, maybe if you've got a really good like intuition premonition score, it'd be like, oh, you get a flash and you realize the constable is coming for you so you can get out of your house before he shows up or hide all the evidence of your witchery. But as a constable or a magistrate or whatever, you have the ability to see auras. And I just kept going, how is that not supernatural? How is your ability to go to church and be like, yes, and now I see the floating patterns of your soul. Like, oh, but don't worry. I'm just a normal guy. I mean, that bothered me, but not as much as the part where it's like, explaining how some of the spells work and it'll say things like you need to make a doll that looks like the guy or fill up a jar with their spit or whatever and then go bury it and walk six miles into the woods in the dead of winter and bury it behind a poplar tree or whatever and then hopefully no one will discover it and then in parentheses it'll be like perhaps through an intuition roll hint hint gms and you're like why would it how would an intuition roll help there I have a sense about a poplar tree I've never seen or heard of that might have a, a jar buried under it. I mean, my assumption is if someone's like, I go search the woods to try and find evidence yeah. of nonsense, you'd be like, all right, we'll make an intuition. I guess. Because there yeah. is no search role in here. Yeah, no, it's just intuition checks. But you've got all 10 of these stats, and most of them are just not going to come up unless they happen to be providing a positive or negative benefit to your chances to be accused of being a witch, or if you're in like a foot race or something, which is hilarious. Because if you're just doing the speed for the foot race, it's just like, yes, Goody uh, Goody Proctor is trying to run away, and and uh, perhaps she sees that fence and makes the speed roll to jump over that, but does she see the rock hidden in the grass? That's another speed roll, and here's three more, and finally she gets knocked down. Now, the best thing to talk about when you're talking about witch hunts stats is how fucking weird they are in God. the functionality. Because when you're going through and it's like, hey, you've got whatever percentile in your stat, and you're thinking, okay, all right, is this going to be like a roll under? So if I roll like a 97 and I get to put that in one of my stats, I'm going to always be good at that. Well, you're going to have a better chance because almost everything in here is a direct competition outside of a few things we'll get into. But, you know, for that foot race thing, 
you're, let's say you're a witch and the Magisters are after you. Yeah. You're going to need to run away from them. Yeah. Okay. Well, instead of just, I'm going to make a roll, they're going to make a roll, you then, you first determine who's got the best score. Yeah. And if I've got a 60 in speed and you've got a 50, then that means I have to roll a 10 or less in order to get away from you. Mm Mm-hmm. Which sucks, but then in the example, they're like, oh, but if you have less than them, if I've got a 50 and you've got a 60, then they have a 10% chance of catching you. So you almost always want to be either vastly superior. You want to have like, you know, a 97 to their 20, or you want to be barely worse than them. Yeah. You want them to be ever so slightly better than you because then the onus of rolling falls on whoever has the higher number. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking wild. Even the example drives you insane. It'll be like, all right, there's two magistrates chasing a witch. We have witch and they, they use A, B, and C. Witch C has a 46% speed factor. Which Magistrate A has a 61% speed factor. Magistrate B has a 35% speed factor. Now, there are two magistrates chasing a witch, which means two different roles. Yep. One but, higher, one lower. And beca- Yeah, because the witch is between the two of them. So the the witch has a 15% chance to... Uh, or sorry, Magistrate A has a 15% chance to catch witch C, but witch C has an 11% chance to evade Magistrate B because she has to evade him because she has a higher stat, but Magistrate A has to catch her because he has a higher stat. I... <laughs> now you When notice- I read that and I was reading this book, I was like, your system doesn't work. Nothing here works. But then you look at some and they're like, oh no, it's just if you have a higher percentage, you just automatically get to do whatever and the other person doesn't have a chance. Like for uh, strength, it's mostly good for like holding someone down. Yeah. And if you've got a higher strength than them, you just do. Yeah. But if uh, they have a higher strength. You're like, I need to get more people in here to try and hold them down because we'll add our strength score together. Yes, yeah. So you're like, okay, then having a higher is great because even if I'm like 1% higher than you, you can't stop me. Yeah. But for things like that speed roll, you're just like, what the fuck are well, you talking about? The thing about? that drives me nuts about it is if you make the numbers, tweak the numbers just a little bit, and you say, okay, instead of having a 35% speed because he's slow, Magistrate B has a 39% or, or 40 4% speed, so he's 2% slower than the witch. Well, now, the difference between Magistrate A and Magist- and the witch, because um, he's much, much faster, gives him uh, about her about a 15% chance of not being caught by him. Uh, but when she's much, much slower than the, or, or uh, she's very close in speed to the other Magistrate, she has a 2% chance of getting away, because he's got a close speed without going over. Yeah. So, being faster isn't as important as it is being slightly under yeah. but very slightly under yeah. and it's it's just wild it's right here they, they even in this example you don't notice because these numbers are so fuzzy but she is much less likely to evade the guy who's slower than her than she is to evade the guy that that's faster than her yes it's so silly and i i kept looking at it going like how how do you not see that when you're writing it down like you're when you're in the middle of typing that out how do you not look at it and go Wait a minute, that's dumb as hell. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to rationalize it in my head while I was reading it. I was like, okay, so maybe they think that people who are roughly equivalent in speed have a better chance of catching each other because they're going this. Maybe this really fast guy's going to overshoot her 
and just run right past her and accidentally catch something else. You know, he's going to like Barry Allen and go back in time and save his mom instead. Cause the Flashpoint universe just on accident because he's so much faster. It's but no, it's just a weird design. Yeah, it's it's one where I'm like, I guess you wouldn't be making the role if you had already been caught. Because if you were like, oh, that's your chance to evade having been caught. But I'm like, no, it isn't because you're not making that role. You're making that role to not be caught. It's just, yeah, the whole thing is fucking weird. Yeah, it's the physical stats where you're rolling against the percentiles. Very silly. The fact that you want to be ever so slightly worse than people. Yeah, it likes it, this flipped switch happens where you're like, well, I'm no longer rolling to catch you. You're rolling to not be caught. What? Why would you unify those systems? Yeah. Why is that a thing you would possibly do? <laughs> the <laughs> the uh, mental stats, however, are usually a little more in your favor. Yeah. Because, uh, like, for a witch, uh, wisdom is what you're going to use to see if you know a bunch of spells. So witches have, like, a ton of spells in here. There are 20 in the game. And you have to roll individually for each spell to see if you know it. And it's not part of character creation. You don't do it right away. It's any time you in character think, you know what? I want to make a poppet so I can curse somebody with it. Right. That's when you have to roll to see if you know it. And if you don't, you're just like, Oh, well, fuck, I guess I don't know that. Why did I even think that I would be able to? And you don't get to roll again until you go to the next level of whatever thing you are. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, I'm a neophyte, I got to wait until I'm like a warlock, and then I can try to see if I know this. Yeah. I think my favorite thing about witches learning spells is that it's based on your wisdom stat, because you're doing a wisdom check effectively to see if you learn them. But if you happen to have rolled incredibly bad on your, like, 6% or less on your wisdom roll... It straight up has this thing in here. It says, nil, no wisdom whatsoever. Beyond day-to-day thoughts concerned with bodily functions, this person may as well be the village idiot. If inspired, they may think of a spell as being a period of time. And I'm like, so if they literally can't cast any spells at all, are they still witches in the rules of fucking witch hunt when Salem is a real place where, oh, I know it's always a real place, but a place where witchcraft is real and spells are real? I mean, if you're like, I'm a witch, and also I put my worst role into my main stat, Sure, you're a witch in that you're like, oh, I, you know, I worship the devil. I don't know how to do anything. I'm very bad I don't at know how to worship the devil. Oh, I know how to worship the devil. I don't know how to cast spells, though. <laughs> he keeps trying to teach me, and I'm like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, wouldst thou like to live deliciously? And I'm like, hey, shut up. I already live deliciously. I got these buffalo chicken-flavored Totino's pizza rolls. <laughs> And then the devil's like, ooh, can I get one? I'm like, fuck off, devil. <laughs> fuck you, devil. These are FaZe Clan uh, promotional items. They're going to go up in value. I'm holding on to these. <laughs> Except for the ones I'm eating. I assume half a bag of them will go up in promotional value. <laughs> I'm very wise. Ugh. But yeah, the uh, <laughs> the percentile thing for that is, again, just you're trying to roll under your wisdom. So having a very good wisdom means... Oh, you're probably going to know all the spells. Yeah. But then when you go to do the spell, you have to roll and see if it ends up working correctly because this game has a ton of percentile rolls that don't actually give a shit about your stats. 
it's just a percentage chance based on what's going on around you. Sure. And they are all broken down into three categories of results. You can get a uh, uncontrolled, a controlled, and I forget what the third one is. It's like oh, a wild uh, result or something. Yeah, yeah. Let me look at. I'll, I'll uh, look it up and see if I can figure it out. I'm used to it mostly just having controlled and uncontrolled. But you're right. There is a third chance. Yeah, because it's basically a. It doesn't happen. It happens, but it happens shittily, mm-hmm. or it happens normally. Yeah, um, I'll tell you what. You just you you you're gonna grab the book away from me. Never mind. Yeah, I know where it is, so it's fine. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah, so you have uh, the three things that you can do. Normally, that'll be for spells, but it also comes up for like as a magistrate being in uh, like the trial, because when you're trying to be like, oh, I want someone to be, you know, tried as a witch. You yes. can get you have to drag them to the local tavern and accuse them of witchery. And, and you have to make a ton of rolls yes. in a row, and if any of them end up getting uncontrolled or no effect, are the two. That's right, no effect. Then the person gets free for whatever reason. They slip out of your clutches. Because, yeah, it's a whole fucking process, and it goes the same way every time. You have to, like, go to their house and accuse them, and you have to search their home. Uh, you have to drag them in the evidence to the... to the, the it's, it's, it's a name. It's Ingersoll's Tavern. Yes. You have to drag them to Ingersoll's Tavern. The actual place that they had set up for impromptu witch trials. Yeah, then you have to, like, present your evidence in front of them. And this is all before you even haul them into a real court. You're still doing public opinion stuff at this time. Because you do, like, all of these roles are also, your percentiles are based on what level of thing you are. So if you're like, I want to arrest someone. Yeah. Like, I finally have some evidence. I'm going to go try and arrest Goody Williams. All right, great. Well, if I'm a constable, if I'm just level one, you're starting the game, mm-hmm. there's a 10% chance that it is uncontrolled, which is just, all right, well, they resist arrest, and you have to either, like, beat them up or get, like, some manacles or whatever, but they're like, oh, they physically resist, and unless you have a way to stop that, they get away. Yeah. That's a 10% chance. Then... 11 to 30, you've got a 20% chance on top of that of no effect, which is just no arrest is made. They get off on a technicality. Yeah. And then a 70% chance that, yes, you arrest them. So when you look at that, you're like, oh, even at level one, there's a good chance I arrest them. And you're like, yeah, but then you have to make that same role for interrogating them. Then you have to make that same role for a trial of them. Yeah. And each time you can't do it unless you are a higher thing. Anyone can arrest someone. But if you want to interrogate them, you have to be level three or four. Yeah. If you want to be the judge that is determining what happens to them on trial, you have to be level four. Yeah. And if I can just point out, one of the things that kills me about this is that, again, we're establishing that this is a Salem, Massachusetts, where witchcraft is real, right? Yeah. But they keep all of the weird trappings of what actually happened back then, a lot of which only existed because witchcraft isn't real. Yes. Like, that was the whole point. So so part of it is when they drag you to Ingersoll's Tavern, they will then present you with the people who you who they accuse you of having affected via witchery in some way. Yes. These people who, this was a real, like, role. I don't know, I wouldn't call it a job necessarily. It was a real thing that people would do, which is they would stand in the tavern, and when witches were presented to them, they would caper and cavort and perform antics and, and uh yeah, They basically know, wail and be like, oh, I am in pain. Oh, they have cursed me. And if the witch looked at that, then that was proof that they were a witch. Yeah, there was a lot of there's proof you're a witch right. going on here. And here's the problem. 
th- this stuff, this shit, these credits don't translate to a world where magic is actual. The weird thing is, in addition to that, you're like, oh, and magic is real, but you can have people show up that'll just ride that you never cursed and still have that be as proof. But also in the world where magic is real, they could straight up red-handed catch you with a fucking poppet that's like, oh, I'm using this for ridiculous purposes to curse someone and make them writhe in ag- agony. Yeah. You've caught me burying jars of nonsense beneath someone's walkway to try and curse them. And that's like a 10% extra chance you'll be arrested that yeah. day. I just find the, the whalers and so on were driving me nuts. Cause I was like, why would you need this in a situation where magic is real? Just go find the actual evidence, all this stuff, all the like pressing and nail scratching and all this other stuff it was there to paper over the fact that witchcraft isn't real. Yeah. That was why it was there to be like, well, we accuse you of witchery. I, I'm not a witch. Well, look at that guy. Okay, I looked at him. That's proof you're a witch. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, they talk about the sort of spectral evidence that was at the time where it was just, oh, I saw a ghost that looked like this person, and they cursed me while they were there. So clearly they sent a ghost version of themselves to get me. And even back then, judges were like, Dude, you can't just say you saw a ghost of somebody and that's evidence. And they just went, yeah, the devil can take many forms. Just because you saw a ghostly apparition doesn't mean you get to put someone on trial. Yeah. But in this book, they're like, yeah, you can do spectral evidence. Who gives a shit? Fuck it. We don't care. It's just Also, that is a thing you can do. You can just send your astral form yes. if you are a witch to go curse someone, but you can make it look like whoever you want. So if you want to, you can be like, yeah, I make it look like somebody else. That shouldn't be accepted as evidence. Who even gives a shit? The uncontrolled result is, ooh, you show up in your astral form, but now it looks like you. I'm like, who gives a fuck if it looks like me? It's not presentable as evidence. Yes. Who cares? <laughs> also, no one knows that's me. I'm some guy. <laughs> but but um, but yeah, the, the part with the whalers, the reason it got me is because the description of the uncontrolled result is like, the, the whalers and, and the afflicted did not do an effective enough job of cavorting and writhing upon the ground. You do not look at them. All yeah. right. Great. And I'm like, well, but you're go ahead. You gave the game away. They're not, they're doing a job. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's just hilarious. Now, uh, which spells, there are 20 of them and they're divided into categories yep. and most of them are real world. Like you know, by real world, I mean, these are the things that they actually thought women were doing or I guess some men as well, because we do get a, a lot more about uh, Giles Corey than almost any other car- person who was murdered for witchcraft in, in 1692. Weird how there were 18 women and one guy, and the only person whose name I fucking know is the guy, right? Right. The book sure is about him for some reason. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the fact that the the spells in here are, they were like, oh, well, this is what we assume people are doing because that's what we assume witchcraft is, means you end up doing some weird fucking shit as a witch. Yes. Because you're like, I got to go bury a candle in the woods somewhere. You're like, all right. But like, if someone catches me doing that, why is it? I don't know, man. I fucking hate this candle. Hey. Hey, this candle died. I'm giving it a proper burial. (laughs) This candle sucks and I want it out of my house. (laughs) I I still say there are two in a row, the candle curse, where you have to, bo- to bury a lit candle, 
and the bottle curse where you have to bury a bottle in front of the door that someone's house is in someplace where only they will walk over it and no one else will usually do so yeah because if they're the first person to walk over it it will like hit them with a wasting curse or something right yes so i i still say the best way to cast either one of those is to always bring a candle and a bottle and if they catch you burying a bottle you, you just show them the candle and be like i dug up this candle <laughs> witches live somewhere around here look i found a candle not lit anymore though oh yeah I mean, being able to just go like, oh, I'm going to pretend I'm a magistrate at all times. And then just like, hey, why are you burying that bottle? I'm not burying it. I'm digging it up. I saw some disturbed earth. There's a witch around here. Be on your guard. Also, I just dug up this candle as well. So it's really dangerous. (laughs) Wait, why do you have a candle on you? No, you're a witch. It's a witch finding candle. (laughs) This is my my dowsing rod for witches. Uh huh. (laughs) Plus, I got a Yankee candle. Would a Yankee be a witch? Yes. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, there are uh, a number of spells. Most of them are just like curses and visitations. A lot of them are beneficial. There's a whole section of beneficial spells. Oh yeah, because they're like, oh, mostly the reason you were called a witch is because you were a woman who knew any medicine. Yes, you knew a little bit of medicine, or you were from an interesting culture that they didn't expect. Speaking of, we didn't mention it earlier beyond a, dro- a name drop of the name, but there's a part about how to build your character in here where they're like, you know, these were puritans they had fairly simple names you should be going with like my name is john english and stuff you will be very circumspect and obviously accused of witchcraft if you call yourself jean-luc diego papist yeah so we spent a lot like too much of the drive up to san francisco making up what we thought would be perfectly acceptable names yeah and if you want to hear those you need to go to patreon.com slash system mastery yes where we make characters in the systems that we review and you'll be able to hear what fun names we came up with to be in our fun little town of Salem. That's our perfect way to get things done. That's available at patreon.com slash system mastery at the $2 level. That's but right. other levels are available. <laughs> Mid-episode pitch. Love it. <laughs> Watch, we're going to interrupt that with the ad. Oh, hell yeah. I want it to show up in the middle of us talking. I want you to fuck up and putting an ad in here. <laughs> I always do. I don't remember. I, I just look for the silentest spot and put the ad there. Oh, that's because you're bad at this. I'm fairly true. I don't like the ads, and I like to assume that most people have correctly moved over to the Patreon to avoid them, and instead of giving money to, I think it's Spotify, who will then give that money to Serta Mattresses or whatever, just give it to us. Yeah. Skip two metal middlemen and give us, two frontmen, a delightfully small amount of money. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, we're both frontmen. And backmen. And I'm kind of an ass man. <laughs> I'm a front man. I only enjoy the front of a lady. <laughs> that's that's a lady's best front. My f- my favorite movie, The Front of a Woman. <laughs> Hoo-ah! <laughs> uh, and then there are the, the curses and confusions and basic curses, which are the ones you will do to people who are like, suspicious of you these are like the more direct like i'm gonna try and kill this guy by casting a wasting disease that afflicts me and him but he'll die first yeah i mean most of them are just this will fuck a dude up the only one that fucks you up is specifically like the black feast yeah uh, but then the last set is the confrontational spells these only turn up if you're like being chased already oh yeah these are essentially the instant curses because the other ones are like oh i set up a whole ritual and I very circumspect will cause it so that, you know, this person I don't like begins wasting away. Yeah. All right. But the other one's like <laughs> fucking pocket sand and you just go, ha, yeah. when someone's chasing you. Like circumambulation where you like freeze someone in place and then you walk around them three times 
and then I think they start to waste away. I mean, pocket sand is literally bone dust the spell. Yes, you just bone throw dust bone is, dust at a guy, and you're yeah. like, ha-ha! <laughs> bone dust is just throwing bone dust at someone, and then they start to shrivel or waste or something. Because shriveling and wasting away are two di- or an agony are the three things that, that curse spells can do to people. They can cause you to shrivel, to waste, or to agonize. And those are a thing that's managed by a lot of big tables towards the end of the spell section. Yeah, mostly, uh, like, any of the wasting away stuff is just, you're losing constitution every day. Yeah. So you're on a clock to find whatever the mechanism is that is causing this curse to get rid of it. Yeah. The agony, you know, you are fucked up and can't do anything, but at least it won't kill you. Yes. Yeah, and then uh, shriveling is, I think, the speedy one. That's the one that kills you pretty quick. But uh, but yeah, there's, there's also one that's just curse, and that's just the one for if you're already tied to the... I mean, in this, they're, they're going to hang you because it, witches weren't burned in the stake in America. Yeah. Uh, so you, as, you're, as you're standing before the hanging tree, getting ready to get hung to, uh, hanged to death, uh, then you can be like, uh, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to say Satan's name, and you're going to die eventually. And hey, fuck you. Yeah. This is the, the 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 fuck you of the of all of these. This is the only one that works after I die. Yeah. Now, just like the whole trials for magistrates, where you're like, oh, I've got you know an uncontrolled a no effect and a controlled roll. Anytime you do a spell in this game as a witch, you also roll, and again, based on what level of witch you are, you'll have different ranges within those. Yeah, but, hardly fair. All the uncontrolled are just, it happens to you instead, fucko. Yeah. I would, <laughs> Sorry. All of the uncontrolled are, it backfires on you, but that's pointless because it's all just like, ah, uh, you bury a candle and instead of a wasting disease on someone, it happens to you. And in order to get rid of it, you'll have to dig up that candle you immediately just buried and anyway, it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Because you make the roll, you're like, oh, I rolled a two. All right, well, I dig that candle up. Yeah, fuck that. Nope. That no, was thank dumb. You. <laughs> it's only going to make me lose constitution at the beginning of a day, so this does nothing. It's just like an 8% chance for me to have to redo this. I'm sure canny and well-to-do GMs of Witch Hunt will realize that all roles must be made in secret by the GM to avoid such situations, so, uh, resulting in a point where you don't, or no one knows what character you're playing and no one sees any of their die rolls. What fun. What a great time to sit around a, a table silently while one person at the head of it rolls a bunch of dice and goes, you're in trouble. Yeah, and if you think, <laughs> If you think the dice aren't enough to get you in trouble, the GM section of this book is full of advice for the town crier who is a real person in the game to just fuck with people for fun because the game's not doing anything interesting right now. It's funny to me that the town crier information starts with, hey, if you've got, you know, two squads of people, you've got magistrates and witches, you can't favor one of them, you've got to be able to do this, you know, honestly, for both of them, you don't want to make it so that you're like, I really want the Magisters to lose or whatever. Unless one of them decides to winning. As soon as one is doing good, just give misinformation to the other team. Fuck yeah. them. Yeah. As soon as they come up to you and go, hey, town crier, have ye heard any news? You're like, yes, I have heard Goody Brown has a herb patch in the woods. And then you go check it out and there's nothing there. And you're like, God damn it, town crier, you son of a bitch. I like that. You he, wasted my fucking time. Yeah, and if you go back and try and arrest the town crier, the fun rules about the town crier is they can't be accused of being a witch under any circumstances, and they can't be the target of any of the spells. Yeah, except for sending, the one where you astrally project, and it's literally just, oh, did you want to ask the town crier something yes. when everyone's asleep? 
Well, then you can astrally project into that dude's room and go, hey, buddy, you, you got any info on magistrates? Which, which <laughs> That's is hilarious. What you're doing. Because it's, it's presented as if you're, it's an extra way to talk to the GM and not a way to talk to the town crier, a person who lives in town. So if you cast ascending to go talk to them, you're like, hey, I'm looking for information on the magistrates. What happened in town today? Did anyone find my herb patch? And they have to be like, uh, uh, yeah, here's some information on the magistrates. No, no one found your herb patch. All right, thanks. Good night. They can't be like, a ah! boogin! Oh, no! <laughs> what apparition is this? <laughs> Thou shalt not rest away by chillblains, spawn of the Satan. <laughs> they, instead, they have to be like, no. All right, good night. <laughs> All right, thanks. <laughs> I love that the metagame aspect of it is that the town crier is immune to all witchcraft and can't be accused of witchcraft as well. It's wild to me. And it's the thing is, it doesn't say, oh, the town crier is immune to witchcraft. It just says, oh, as the town crier, if anyone tries it, be like, no, no, just tell them not to. You can't. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'd like to cast uh, a spell on the town crier. And you have to, as the person running the game, go. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what the game is. Yeah, but I don't like that guy. Yeah, but I'm, I know who you are. He lied to me <laughs> yesterday and said that the magistrates found my herb patch. Yeah, well, don't cast spells on him. He's a, he's a dickhole. I don't like that guy. Why is he lying to us? Maybe he was fed false information. He won't tell me by who, though. Fuck him. Oh, no spells, though. <laughs> You're not allowed to. <laughs> it's so dumb. Ugh. Yeah, the... Uh... The actual town crier information in here, again, that sort of, hey, try and be as fair as possible, but also fuck with people. And then bits where it's like, ah, when you're trying to like, uh, as a witch, if you're trying to win and you manage to get like all of the magistrates cursed. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, don't worry. If as long as a magistrate is still capable of communicating and one of them is alive, they can just call the fucking Boston militia in and they will kick down every door and murder everyone. Yeah, they'll kill everyone in town and that's declared a magistrate victory, I think. I mean, and they won't not. literally. It's that, oh, a bunch of guys will show up and go door to door and look for evidence of witches. Yeah. So it's just sort of a Hail Mary. But the fact that it, it's like, oh, it sucks to try and be a witch in this because if you try and do anything... A lot of the regular curses are like, oh, okay, this is going to take you a couple days to do. Yeah, and a lot of them are super obvious. Like, you get to walk up to a guy and scratch his head with a nail. Yeah, if I'm like, oh, go find a rusty coffin nail and scratch a dude's head with it. You're like, oh, you're immediately getting fucking hanged. What are you talking about? Yeah. How are you talking that off? You know, oh, the- sorry. I just tripped and fell and found a nail in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. It feels like it's unfair to be, especially because a lot of the advice is kind of pro-magistrates throughout the book. Is all the all the advice is things like, oh, always take a night to stake out the graveyard as often as you possibly can because witches can't resist fucking graveyards. Yeah, because there's a bunch there. of spells that require you to yeah. do things in graveyards. They'll show up there eventually. Also, any herb patch, make sure you check that shit because they're probably growing bad herbs. <laughs> and if they're not, just burn that per- that patch down and say you did it for the town and that way you've reduced an extra patch you have to pay attention to. Yeah. I mean... The thing is, this game also isn't a straight up just like, oh, one team murders the other and wins. No, there's like You have scenarios. Yeah. So you'll have a scenario where it's like, what is the goal for like the magistrates? What is the goal for the witches? Now, the ultimate goal for both of them is the elimination of the other team. 
But they also have a scenario goal. So it might be like, ah, a man is coming to town. If you are a witch, you need to, your goals are talk to this man and then like curse the governor or something. Yeah. And if you can do both of those, great. The scenario ends and you win. Yeah. Whereas the magistrate is like, you need to find out who the mysterious man is and get them arrested. And then if you do that, you'll win. Right. And then when it's over, there are victory points to see who won. And it's weirdly difficult to win as magistrates. I mean, it's so hard to win if you are remotely doing anything uh, meta as a witch because, you know, they were like, oh, at the time it was nonsensical to us because, you know, you would get off on a lighter sentence by admitting you were a witch than saying you were innocent. Yes. So, you know, why wouldn't you just go, yeah, I'm a witch, throw me in jail for a couple months and then I'll be fine. Yeah. And they were like, oh, because they thought it was a greater sin of lying than of being a witch or whatever the fuck. Yeah. But if you are uh, caught by the magistrates and they put you on trial, you can refuse to say either. You can say, you can basically not say guilty or not guilty. And if they still hang you, it counts as killing an innocent person, which is negative 100 points. And this is obviously why we know the fucking story of Giles Corey more than any other person who coincidentally happened to be female and died here because he's the one who was fully aware that it was a land grab. And so, because they were saying, if you are uh, found guilty or if you claim innocence uh, and, and are found guilty later, then the the city takes your land. Oh, yeah. Because you give it to whoever they want. Because as much as you would be able to survive by going, yes, I'm a witch, the city would go, all right, witch, we'll take all of that land you own. Yes. And he had a family who needed the land. So he was like, uh, I'm just not going to answer you. No. And so they sent him, sentenced him to pressing, which is where they just put you between two boards and throw rocks on top of them. Well, yeah, trying to get a confession out of him, but they put enough rocks to kill him. And they put enough rocks, and every time they asked him if he wanted to surrender or, or admit to anything, he just said, more weight, until eventually he died. But it worked. His family kept the land, I believe, I'm not sure, yeah. which is wild. You'd think a story like that, because it's from actual history, would just end with, and then they declared him a witch and took his land. <laughs> yeah, but instead, it's just... Yeah, if you are a witch and you get caught and arrested, say nothing and you will fuck over the magistrate team. Yes. Because their options are either let you go and you get to keep doing your shit, or kill you and lose 100 points. Yeah, I mean, I think technically they can throw you in jail as long as they don't hang you. Well, even throwing an innocent person in jail, which you always count as innocent if you don't confess or whatever, it's still like minus 25 points for jailing an innocent person. Yeah. And note that it's not easy to get out of jail here. You are rolling randomly for your job and your social status and so on. That will inform you with how much money your character has. If you get sent to jail, you're probably going to die there. It's a life sentence they're giving you. Um, your family's supposed to come around and feed you or your master if you happen to be playing as a servant or slave. Well, you have a, a certain amount of money that you pay per day. Because yes. you're like, I need to pay you to essentially house and feed me. Yes. And so you'll they'll let you starve if you don't have that money. Yeah, um, but you if you do have a bunch of money on you, you can just roll to bribe the guard and leave. Yes. And if they let you out and you're no longer in jail, the game has no repercussions for yes, that. Yes, you're just out now. Yeah, there's no like, oh, well, Weren't I guess we go yesterday? re-arrest you. Right, because it's like, it's a tiny nothing town. There's like 600 people. You think you're going to spot them again pretty fucking quick, right? Well, it was also my question when I was reading the like, oh, if you're trying to get away from the magistrates and you run away. And I'm like, 
what, run away out of the game? Because if I show up in town, I'm just arrested again. So even if I manage to win the foot race and get away from them, I still am out of the game. I may as well be dead because I can't play anymore. No, you just stay out in the woods and get real naked and cover yourself in a fine paste of fresh baby. Oh, and- yes, I do do that. But yeah. what do I do in the game? <laughs> that? That gives you the vivich now. You're, you're working entirely from the shadows. Boo. <laughs> now, if you get run out of town and you're a magistrate, I, I assume you play the other part of the Vivich. You become that grumpy dad. I didn't understand a word he said. I mean, there is a there is a mechanic in here of because at the end of every day, there is a random role for literally everyone. Yes. To see if you get accused and have someone sent around to arrest you. This includes magistrates. If you're a super ugly magistrate, just right off the bat, you got a 10% chance of someone trying to arrest you. Mm-hmm. And you can, if you want, when you are like accused and someone's going to arrest you, as a magistrate, you can go, fuck God, I'm a witch now. Yes, you can. And that switch. is a role you can do. Yeah, you can just switch sides. Yeah, you can just be like, uh, uh, nah, fuck it, I'm a witch now. Bone dust. <laughs> Good thing I had this holy bone dust in my pocket from when I wasn't a witch. Yeah, I found evidence of witchery from someone else. And now that I've got it, I'll just use that as a witch. Yeah. Fucking great. So, uh, so yeah. Would you like to get into your favorites and least favorites? Yeah, might as well. All right. What's your favorite thing about Witch Hunt? I, I mean, I kind of like the idea of team PvP role-playing. Yeah. Like, that's... That's fun. I mean, it's it's, it's rare not, that people try. Oh yeah, I'm like it's not unheard of. There yeah. are definitely several games that do that sort of thing. Sure. And of course, you know, people have been running like, oh, one one group is going to be the bad guys, and one group will be the good guys, and we'll do that simultaneously yeah. in a campaign. And I think paranoia can sometimes devolve into into a cross faction PvP. That it happens. Yeah, but having that as like a codified, this is a team PvP game. Yeah, is interesting. I like the idea of it. I definitely prefer the two tables idea way better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think that's probably the best thing presented in here is just, oh, what a what a weird and novel way to run an RPG. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite thing? I mean, it, it, I like a lot of things about this game, but not none of them so much that I'm like, that's my favorite one. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it's relatively simple uh, to, to make a character in play. That said... I, I'm tempering that with how terrible the mechanics are because of the whole like the switch uh, the, the the switch flip mechanic where when you're slightly worse than someone now they have to deal with the fact that you're that that they're shitty as a result of that versus when you're slightly better now it's your problem. Oh yeah, it's it's funny to me because it causes the scale of what you have as a stat to make it so that anything in the mid range is the worst because mm-hmm. if you're super high then you've got a good chance of having a decent percentage. If you're low, then you're almost always putting the onus on the other person. Yeah. But if you're like, I've got a 43% chance, there is a decent chance that I will be the one to roll, but I'm not good enough that it'll matter. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. What's your least favorite thing? Oh, I mean, that, that honestly. Just is that. I mean, outside of the fact that, you know, making light of an atrocity, obviously not great. We can set that part aside, sure. Yeah, but... As far as mechanically, I'm like, God, you had to read your fucking mechanics for more than five seconds. Realize that that is a bad thing. If you want to do, like, uh, whoever's got the higher thing rolls, 
still make it a roll under your own stat yeah. and give it like a bonus or a penalty, depending yeah. on if they've got a higher or a lower stat or whatever. But yeah. just having it be like, yeah, you're really heavily incentivized to be 2% worse than someone is odd. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I think I, I'm going to say my least favorite thing, even though I like a lot of them, is the spells because they're all so specific and, and easy oddly, to spot. Like and complicated. Well, there's also several that are just like, oh, this is the exact same thing. Yeah. It's like four different ways to make someone be wasting. Yes, there are there are several. In fact, there are there are several spells that just say this is the same spell as the spell we said earlier. Oh yeah, there's basically a spell that stops people from moving around. Yeah, and then there's a spell that stops people from moving around, but you can cast it quickly. Yeah, like one of them. I think it's called it's overlooking. Overlooking is a, circum- a circumambulation spell, except that it only works on one person instead of working on as many people as you cast it on. And they don't cost anything different, and there's no real difference between it. So basically, one of them is just a bad version of the other one, which makes sense given that you roll to see if you know any spells every time. Yeah, you're like, well, I don't know the good way to stop someone from coming after me, but I do know a single target way. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, but still, it's like a waste of space. Yeah, it's just, so. it's, it's weird. And the fact that you could be like, I'm a witch, and I rolled really poorly, and I know no spells, is a possibility. I mean, I think there's probably an uh, an honorable mention here for the fact that it's very obvious that they did not figure out that anyone would ever actually play this game, or how. (laughs) Because we've talked about it before, like, how do you do this? You have to keep a secret what character you are, you have to play entirely through note passing. I mean, that is my favorite thing as far as the two tables go, because being able to go, yeah, I'm going to tell the town crier when he comes over to ask what our table is doing, what I'm doing... And then he just knows that. And if the magistrates ever go, hey, I'm in this location, he can say, well, you see this person there. They don't know who at the other table that is, or even if it is one of the people at that table. Yeah. That's fucking rad. Mm. I love that yeah. weird hidden who am I in town thing. I don't recall this book ever necessarily recommending a two table solution, though. Did yeah, it? It, it does. Did? Okay. Because it just, to me, it read more like, I don't know, you figure this out. We, we never even tested it. Why would we do that? <laughs> We were really into the idea of Salem, and then we just never bothered to I, care about mechanics. I love that they like thank people from Essex and the Salem Institutes and so on for the careful research they were provided with, which they then just kind of go, oh, look at this neat research about how horrible of an atrocity this is. That's a bummer. Let's not use any of that. I'm not going to use that. I will, however, use the diagram of what a house looked like back then. Yes. All right. That's all the information I needed. I mean, that's one of my my, uh, favorite little side notes about this. This is a box set because in the 80s, most role-playing games were box sets. Sure. Yeah, I do. Um, But the box set is one book, one crappy map, and one page that is a checklist of the spells. Yeah. It did also come with two official game science D10 or D10 style polyhedra. Yeah, that are, you know, D20s. Because it's 82, and I, I believe the D10... Well, actually, this is 83, and that was the year the D10 was invented. And yeah, released. D10 too, too new for too new. this game. Too, no, too new. So it's got those D20, D10s in there. Not my copy, but, you know, you can't win them all. Uh, but yeah, it just comes with a hilariously bad map. Why is this a box set? I guess for those dice. I guess. Yeah. So, and then they put this other stuff in here, this, this spell checklist. I swear it's just in here to make it look like there's some stuff in this box. Yeah. I, the, the checklist thing is like, all right, I guess it's your, I mean, it is your character sheet, mm-hmm. so that's nice, but man, it is, it's just nothing. There, there is nothing in this box. Yeah. So would you play this game? Uh, you know, one thing I should, I like the, uh, again, I I fucking love the idea of a hidden 
who am I in this town game. Like I would absolutely want to play a game like this. I would probably want to change the theming a little. <laughs> uh, but outside of that, yeah, sure. Yeah, we just set it at a different world atrocity. No, we'll set it at a fake atrocity. It's fine for me. It's fun for me to say we'll just set it at a different world atrocity and then run into the fact that I would never even say one to in light. We'll just set this at some at this world. I don't even want to do that because it would be in poor taste. And yet this game exists. Yeah. And it's part of a zeitgeist of how the, it's perfectly fine to do, to say, oh, witches were real at Salem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah, what if it what if it was good to kill them? Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> What if one of them was Bette Midler? <laughs> I... <laughs> oh, well, then it was definitely fine to kill them. Because <laughs> no then you'd also get Sarah Jessica Parker in the mix. That's true, you would. But I don't want to kill Kathy Najimy. Oh, that's true. She's a delight. Oh, man, sacrifices you got to make. Uh, this is rough. <laughs> that's that's killing two cool people to get one bad one. I, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, there you go. So, there you go. I I, I mean, again... I'd probably play this in like a con format with a lot of modifications to make it more wacky. Yeah. Uh, but that's about it. So there you go. There you go. Uh, other than that, hey, I hope you enjoyed the first episode of our weenie season of ween season of the witch. Hell yeah. Uh, we're going to be, be tuning in in two weeks with yet more witch content. But otherwise, why not come on down and see some characters we made in this game over there at our Patreon, patreon.com slash system mastery where if you join us at the low, low bargain bra basement $2 a month level, you'll unlock all the bonus contents dating back through way more than three weens, even though this is ween three, uh, and plus a bunch of other shit from a bunch of other episodes we've made. We've made a lot of episodes. There are hundreds of characters in there. And hundreds, uh, hun four hundreds of characters, probably go five to, hundreds of you characters. You go to that Patreon and it's like the USA Network. Characters are welcome. Yes, although the, none of them are very good. It's, I, so kidding. it's like the USA yeah. Network. <laughs> yeah, that's not, right. Shots fired at burn notice. I'm not taking that Dulé Hill slander. <laughs> that man is a delight. <laughs> fuck you, monk. Okay, fine. You can, you can say fuck you to monk. But you leave burn notice and psych alone. Those two are great. I will not. I never watched White Collar or whatever, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about things. Yeah. All right. So, uh, otherwise, yeah, thanks for su your support. We hope to see you over at the Patreon. Otherwise, blessed ween to you all. You have a good one, and we'll see you real soon. Ween. See ya. Bad her game is. <laughs> <laughs>